This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon is the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, everybody, to Castrating the Marks. I am Vince Russo, and this is... Castrating the Marks. I said that already. Did I was supposed to introduce you. This is Jeff Lane. Glitch in the Matrix. To uh, cut some nuts off today. You know, Jeff, I got to tell you, weird, weird last couple of days. You know, bro, I think what's today? Wednesday. Yeah. On Monday, I was trying to get into a website I always uh, go to. And for some reason or another, I was getting, you got to clean the cookies. Okay, so clean the cookies. And before you clean the cookies, it tells you, you may use your logins, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, clean the cookies, lost my logins, was able to log into everything, could not log into Twitter because there was some new type of verification, author intensation. There was a new type of thing I never seen before. And, you know, Jeff, I swear, I, I got to tell you something, man. Let's back up a little bit because I'm not going to repeat the story. I know I, know I told the story, but I want to I I tell you a couple of things about it. Jeff, I swear to God. Bro, you know how Johnny Gargano was on Monday night and he told the story of, As a kid, I had a dream to become a professional wrestler. Uh, Sure. I'll I'll take your word for it. Bro, you know what I have a dream as, as an adult, as a 62-year-old adult male? You know what my dream is? I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I want to go on my Twitter feed one day. 24 hours, Jeff, and have there be nothing about professional wrestling. Nothing. 24 hours, not one comment, story, picture, uh, uh, what do they call memes? Nothing to do. I swear, I dream about that. I dream about that because every time I go on there to promote, it's wrestling, 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 wrestling in my face. Every well, uh, time. You're going to have to unfollow probably every single person you follow if you want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. So I can't get back in my Twitter account. And, bro, I swear to God, I I feel like to you, and I had to call Ben and Stevie and apologize. I, I don't. I don't have to call you and apologize to you. You. You owe me a lot of apologies. You. Like I care. 
You owe me about a million apologies over the years. I'll tell you what I got to apologize to you three guys for. Bro, here's, here's what happened to me, Jeff. All of a sudden, I can't get in my Twitter account. And I know, bro, to you, Ben, Stevie, uh, people, you know, uh, when I when I hopped on Twitch, I know I was coming across like a sissy Mary little pansy. I, I, I was coming across as like a 13-year-old girl that can't get on her Twitter account. That's what I was coming, that's what I was coming off as. I, I must have been coming off as a total just absolute moron. But I'll tell you, Jeff, why it was so hard for me and, and what really, what really just knocked me over the head. Bro, I got 70,000 people on Twitter. Let's face it, Jeff, for you, for, for us, you know, Russo's brand, for Hameen Media, that is our biggest platform to promote. Channel Attitude, that is our biggest platform to promote. All of a sudden, bro, I couldn't promote to 70,000 followers. And, and I'm sitting here and I'm realizing, bro, when you look at what we do, Jeff, as, as podcasters and content creators, and we've been doing it for a long time now, bro, I don't think we realize how much is out of our hands. I don't think we realize how much like we, you and I depend on this to make a living. And I don't think we realize how much of this we have zero control over because basically what it comes down to is I can't reach my 70,000 followers and I'm literally sitting here, bro, with my thumb up my ass, hoping and praying Somebody from Twitter comes back, gets back to me and fixes this because Jeff, you know how that shit is. You, you, you got, you got to send in the, you got to fill out the form. And then once you fill out the form, bro, they send you a form of all the obvious things to do. And then you got to go back to, and, and you got to, you, you have to hope they address your situation. But bro, that's what really affected me. The fact that. We depend on this for our livelihoods, and we, bro, are depending on total strangers, bro. We don't know if they're competent. We don't know if they're incompetent. We know nothing about these people. And that's what really, really, like, hit close to home with me because I I, I kept trying to figure out, like, Okay, bro, if if they don't get back to me and they don't reconnect me with my followers, what are what are we going to use as a means to promote? You just make a new Twitter. Yeah, and start from scratch? Yeah, but you get the word out. Everybody, hey, Vince has a new Twitter. Follow him here. I do have to say this, bro, because, you know, they – they get a lot of heat and they got more heat when Elon, you know, bought it, bro, the whole nine yards. Jeff, I got to say this, bro. They got back to me within 24 hours. What's the problem? They said, okay, bro, log in so we can see it's you. 
I did that a couple of hours later. They wrote me again. Bro, the two-step verification has been lifted. You should be good to go. Bro, I still didn't believe it. I still, I, I'm still like, nah, bro, when I sign in, I'm going to get the same shit. But no, bro, I signed in this morning and I, and I was back. We were back in business. So I do have to put them over for the service. And I'm going to throw this out there too, Jeff, because I don't know if you waited long enough. I'm, I'm really wondering if the blue check mark kind well, of did. That's why I told you to put that in your email. Remember? Yeah, no, said, you did. You yeah. did because I'm trying. I'm 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 curious to see because let me tell you guys something, bro. For eight bucks a month, if that blue check mark puts you to the head of the line, and you are depending on Twitter for a living, not that you're just going on there socially. I'm telling you, bro, it may be well worth your your money because Jeff, they took care of it in about 24 hours. I don't think it was this year. I think it was Look Ma was talking about the blue, and I had tried it out because what we do for a living is what you just said. We need to be at the head of the line. We need the visibility. We right. need so if Twitter Blue puts you your tweets in front of more eyeballs, p- more people see you like you're recommended in the hashtags. You're up there first. Then it's worth it for people in our line of work. I just didn't see the. I didn't. I was checking the numbers. I saw no difference. So that's why. I, I gave it three months. I didn't see a difference. I'll try it again in the future, but I'm not going to pay did for something you, if I'm getting the you, same did, interactions. Did you really give it three months? Because that number keeps changing a lot with you. How, no, how long? I said three months the entire time. All right. Because that's that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know. If brand one for a month. I did, yeah. Okay. Maybe uh, that's that, where. the brand one. I is still shadow banned. I'm considering if we just need to make a new a new account because when there's eight thousand followers and a tweet gets a hundred like or a hundred yeah. views. You're, you're shadow banned. I was just talking to Disco about that today, bro. And he says the same thing w- w- with YouTube is happening with them. Like, bro, a random video will get 15,000 views and then they'll do like the same exact thing and get like 2,000 views. That's what I mean, bro. So much shit is out of our hands and we're depending on these platforms and, uh, I'm just so, bro, I got to be honest with you, Jeff, seriously, bro, I I remember early on when I was at TNA and Dixie took over the company from Jeff and I was just sitting there one day and I came to the realization that, holy shit, bro, your future, your livelihood, your family, uh, the, the, the fate of their future is in the hands of Dixie Carter. And bro, I had a real I had a real hard time with that, but I'd rather know who the person is. So you were in a website and it said you had to clear the cookies? Yeah. Why didn't why did you clear all your cookies? Why didn't you just clear the cookie for that website? Bro, because I don't know nothing about any cookies. I I, I don't even I've know what that's like. Website tell me to clear cookies before. I've never or never yeah, heard of that. I, I don't know anything about any of this shit, bro, but I'll, I'll never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Whatever no. site that is, if you need to clear their cookie, there's no need to clear your Twitter cookie or your YouTube I don't know. Gmail, I don't know what a cookie is. Do I don't even one. know what a cookie is. I, I don't, I'll never, ever do that again. All right, bro, you got any shout outs? I do not. What about you? I got no shout outs. Let's get down and dirty, bro, because we are getting close, Jeff. I don't know if you realize this or not. Uh, We are 10 days away from collision. 
Five days. Five days away. And also to uh, when we're recording this, uh, man, bro, the, the great Iron Sheik uh, passed away today, man. And, man, when you when you talk about characters and, and charisma uh, and you're talking about the Iron Sheik, this guy – this guy represented for decades and decades everything that's missing in the wrestling business today. I mean, Jeff, you want to talk about a heel. You know, I mean, bro, like him and Hogan, I guess we're going back to like, uh, you know, even before that, it was Backlund. Because back, Backlund lost to the Sheik, then Hogan beat the Sheik. So, bro, bro, you're going back to the early 80s. I mean, Sheik was a heel. Like this was a heel and the way he played to the camera and bro, what's amazing about him too is to still stay relevant over all these years on social media. He opened up a a Twitter account that everybody was following. He was a regular, like on the Stern show. What a, uh, what a, what a character, bro. What a, uh, what an icon in the business, Jeff. I mean, that's the type of wrestler when I was a little kid, young under 10 these were the people that i grew up watching and i believed what i saw oh yeah like that that's who he is he's this bad guy and he hates america like you like as a kid you believe that stuff i would love to know if today's kids in that age range turn on raw can they believe that these people are real i would love to know that Bro, you know it's so funny. We look at it from adult eyes, like no way in hell could you think this is real. But can a kid? Bro, I remember vividly. He had the uh, he had the boots with that curled up toe. So then, bro, he would start tapping that toe against the mat, and I'll never. (laughs) And Gorilla Monsoon would tell you. He's loading up the toe. <laughs> so now you believe, bro. But I'm ne- now as I sit here at 62, I'm like, bro, what exactly was he loading that toe up? <laughs> like, what, what did that even mean? But watching it back then, oh, my God, he's loading up the toe. Bro, if he kicks Hogan with that toe. Oh, my. What what a lost art, bro. It, it's a joke. It, it's a joke how the wrestling business has been absolutely ruined. Jeff, you know you know what dawned on me today? Here's what dawned on me today. Jeff, say I went to the I I I I I went back to the wrestling business tomorrow. Okay? You know me well enough, Jeff, to know I am not a fan of wrestling. I am not a mark of wrestling. If I ever went back to the wrestling business as a professional, I would be writing the best television show I could. That it would be 100% business. Bro, that's the problem. When you look at every wrestling company today, you have wrestling marks in charge of creative. They're not not business people. They're not television people. They are wrestling marks. And so what's, what's happening is, they're regurgitating the same wrestling shit over and over and over. Bro, look at who you got. Scott Demore, great guy, wrestling Mark. Billy Corgan, great guy, wrestling Mark. Court Bauer, who I don't know too well, wrestling Mark. Uh, uh, Tony Khan, wrestling Mark. Paul Levesque, 
wrestling mark. That's the freaking problem, bro. You you have nobody that's not a mark for the business, bro. When you look at when you look at owners of professional sports franchises, you know from the Bills to the Giants. Bro, they they're they're not they're not like baseball marks or football marks. You get a few, you get your Mark Cubans, but the reality of it is they're buying the team as an investment and as a business for it to make money. All these dudes, bro, they're all freaking Paul Heyman's a wrestling mark. M- Michael Hayes is a wrestling mark. They're all wrestling marks, bro. And 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 they're just churning out the same shit. That's the problem, bro. You look at owners, they don't coach the team. They don't yeah. general manage. You know, I know Jerry Jones gets heavily yeah. involved. There are yeah. exceptions, but for the the normal ruling is they own the team, they supply the money, they hire football people to do their things for them. Tony Khan doesn't do that. He's not hiring the television people. He's not hiring the writers. He's not hiring the talent relation wrestling people to to do. He's got Jim Ross right there, you know, and he's not yep. doing it. So it, it's very it's very odd where I want to write the show is kind of the yeah. motivation behind everything. It is. It's the motivation be, behind everything. And bro, I I got to be honest with you, man. I never had that, Jeff. Like I never had, I want to write the show. I got to be the one writing this show. It was my job to write the show. And my job was to get ratings. Like that is, I, I could have been writing a children's show. I could have been writing a reality show. I could have been writing a action adventure. It didn't matter what the genre was. I'm writing a show and my job is to get people to watch this show, period, and end of story. But that's the problem, bro. You got all these freaking wrestling marks running this shit and it's, oh my God. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's castrate some marks now that I put myself in a mood. Well, I want to start with some information that uh, Anders Ong, one of our listeners, a longtime uh, submitter for this show in its early days, he brought some information to my attention. When we've been talking about Tony Khan mentioning the gate, how much money they're making. Right. And we're like, look, we watch baseball, football, hockey. We never, we never hear even WWE doesn't say this stuff. We never hear it. Well, I don't watch UFC. Apparently Dana White does oh, that for oh, UFC. So Anders was uh, like, I wonder if this is Tony trying to be like Dana White. Wow. We, that's Dana that's White very interesting. That. And thank you very much. For, I did not know that. at yeah, all. I, I don't watch. Yeah. I don't watch UFC. So I had no clue. So that, that if, if Dana White is doing that, I went out to dinner with Dana White. You, you know, like I called Dana White. He, maybe he wants – that's one of his guys he wants to be like. I, I mean, I still think it's stupid, and Dana White or not. I don't know why they would do that, but – I'm, I'm with it. you, Jeff, because the attendance tells you everything t- you need to know. How much money you're making is nobody's business. Again, it goes back to business. Vince McMahon would never publicly know uh, let let people know what a gate was because it's none of their freaking business. Yeah, I'll tell you how many tickets we saw, how many people were there. I'm not going to tell you how much money we we made. I mean, do, you know, b- people listening to this show, do you let do you let people know what you make on a weekly or a monthly basis? It's nobody's business what you're making, bro. Yeah, do you go to Burger King and then they're like, oh, here, here's your Whopper. We did $25,000 in sales today. Thanks, yeah, everybody. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's weird, but that is great. I mean, man, bro, that I, I did not know that, bro. So that's very interesting. 
All right. Well, we got a Tony Khan video. Now, listen, I have to verify that these things are accurate. So Phil, the promoter says Khan doesn't blink in this video. So I have to, <laughs> I have to hold my eyes open the entire time. Oh, to make no. sure that's accurate. And it hurts, man. I can't do that anymore, but I did it. And I don't, this is like him talking to another AEW Twitter account in Japan or something, another, another country. It's like 28 seconds long. He does not blink once. Take my word for it. Let me get ready for this. You don't have to do this. It hurts. But for those that do. Wait, hold on, Jeff. (laughs) Okay. So so Phil, Phil, the promoter, I think you got the last blinking video in. I don't know if I could do these anymore. It freaking hurt. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tony Khan, the AEW CEO and general manager. I just wanted to thank Stop. all of you at A. <laughs> this is AI, Tony Khan, bro. We've <laughs> seen this. Jeff, we've seen this. Uh, guys, I am telling you, you know it is AI Tony Khan when he's wide-eyed and he's on a green screen. I'm telling you, bro, I could tell the first five seconds. This is AI. I am not bullshitting you, bro. He's got the money to do it. See, I think he's on the other side of the LED screen backstage, like behind the stage. I think that's Bro, go ahead. Play it through. (laughs) General manager, I just wanted to thank all of you at AEW Japan and the great folks who follow AEW Japan Twitter. Thank you very much for our one year anniversary. I'm blinking already. I can't support. Yeah, he hasn't blinked. I can't. I've heard. Yeah. One year of AEW Japan Twitter. And thank you to everyone who follows AEW in Japan. You're amazing fans, and we really appreciate you. You are Ichiban. Thank you very much. Well, listen, guys, you got to smart me up in the audience because I think there's an AI thing going on. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never in my life done cocaine. I never in my life will ever do cocaine. If if anybody watching this show has done cocaine, bro, you got to email me at officialvintrusso at gmail.com and you got to smarten me up. Is, is, is this an effect of cocaine? Because, Jeff, you know with cocaine, you're all hopped up. You're all wired up. Well, remember we had that article that one week that said that the eyes open was a thing. They did the testing. Remember we had that uh Does, does that anybody article. out there, if you, I, I don't want you to do cocaine to test it. But if <laughs> yeah, you're please. a regular cocaine user, you guys got to let me know, is, is this a cocaine thing? Because otherwise... It's it's AI, or I don't know what the explanation is. I wonder if that was his twin, because apparently Tony Khan does have a twin. Scott Smith found his twin. So we're going to pop up this picture of Khan first. And yeah, Scott, that. that hair, bro. There's his twin. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Wait, Scott sent this in? Yes, Scott. Very nice. Scott Look Smith. at that. Look, bro. Look at that. It gets, it gets even better because I'm like, you know what? The, the ears kind of throws it off. But then I'm like, you know what? If you get rid of the ears, yes. it does look like yeah, it. Look at, very nice, Jeff. Oh, very nice. Look at that. That's perfect, bro. Portal head. Very nice. Very nice work, Scott and Jeff. Very, very nice, bro. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Very nice. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Sean Ross Sap tweet that was sent in by Trent Arnold. Sap tweets 
Some really interesting WWE title belt news coming to FightfulSelect.com in minutes. They got a new belt. Like, like this is breaking huge news. Go pay for our Patreon to get this news that Roman Reigns' belt. They're giving him a new belt. They're changing the, the look um, of the belt. Bro, I swear to God. Bro... <laughs> I, I saw, you know, I don't want SmackDown, but I saw clips of that with Triple H. Bro, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are they giving him a third belt now? And he's got two belts. So is this replacing one of the, t- I, bro, <laughs> I am so confused between Seth Rollins and giving Reigns a new belt, I I am so confused with this shit, bro. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they took the two belts, and this is the the one belt of the two belts now combined in this into this belt. Okay, so they're no. Okay, hold on for a second. So so Reigns had the SmackDown belt and the Raw belt. Yeah. Okay, now you're telling me they've combined that into one belt. Yes, and but, Rollins has the new belt, so there's still two belts. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But okay, that's one belt. But now Rollins has a belt. Yeah, the the new one that they made because Reigns had them both. Bro, I'll say what I've been saying, bro. This who whoever is left watching Raw will buy anything. <laughs> they will buy anything, bro. They will believe anything. That that's literally Jeff. I, Jeff, you know how much they don't care. I I pop this week. And this is how much, bro, like the the audience is so numb to this shit that like I'm the only one who picks up on it. Right, Jeff? So they got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler on Raw and they're interviewing them. This new NXT team comes in, bro. The girls are half their size. Ronda Rousey um, literally refers to them. Oh, we're in munchkin land. First night we've ever seen these two girls, right? So, bro, then Ronda Rousey goes, okay, I'll tell you what what, what, what we're going to do. We're going to go to Adam P- Pierce's office, and we're going to tell him that you two girls have a death wish, and we will agree to have a match with you, okay? Jeff, five seconds after that, Ronda Rousey and uh, Shayna Baszler are walking through the curtain. Wait a minute. You just said you will go. That, that's what I mean, bro. They don't, they just don't give a shit. Uh, you know, the detail, nuances, they don't give a shit. And that, that WWE audience will sit there and watch it, bro. And like, oh my God, bro. They just, they, 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 they are at the point of just not giving a shit. Last week, we had the tweet from Nick Houseman informing everybody that he was not going to the most recent AEW scrum. Well, in this video sent in by Gabe Tuff, he's uh, elaborating on that. Oh, jeez. I wasn't. I wasn't in Vegas. Uh, I I put out a little statement about that because I didn't want anybody to think that I'm being shut out or whatever the situation. I've just been on the road for about Stop for a second. Do you you think there's anyone out there in, in the entire world Every single country, okay? You think there's anyone out there besides Nick Houseman who's actually thinking about Nick Houseman? 
Does Nick? I saw last week. I said that's why he's putting it out there. He probably doesn't want people to think he's banned, and that's exactly what it was. But does he think people are actually? Thinking about him and oh my God, Nick Houseman is not here. I wonder what happened. Has he been? Th- Does he actually think that, bro? Yes, I mean, I, I think we've discussed how big his head has grown. Oh my God. I mean, guys, listening to this show, I hope and pray. The only time you're thinking about me is when you're watching one of these shows. If you're if you're thinking about me, well, well, a show's not happening. Bro, we, we we may have some issues, but this guy actually thinks, oh, bro, I know that they, they just they were all thinking, bro. They might have like, oh, bro, no, Nick, nobody's thinking about you, bro. Nobody, man. Uh, I, I put out a little statement about that because I didn't want anybody to think that I'm being shut out or whatever the situation. Yeah. I've just been on the road for about three years. I've been hitting up every AEW show and as many WWEs as I can. He's been on the road for three years, once a month. Yeah, going, going to going, going to, to wrestling not shows. even not even once a month because they don't run every month pay per views. He acts like he's he's wrestling five nights a week, like uh, guys that are actually on the road, bands that are playing every night, playing a gig. I've been on the road for three years. You go one place once a month. Come, what up? And bro, is his head getting wider, or is it like just an optical illusion? Uh, his head seems to be growing, growing I, sideways. I, I think it's the headphones are different. You think? Yeah, I think it's the headphones are making it optical. Illusion. Could his head literally be getting bigger? Hey, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, remember what happened to Violet, uh, Violet, and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, Boulder God, Remember? So uh, I got married back in October. I'm trying to take this year a little bit slower. Yeah, I'm just hitting up a, a couple big shows and when. Bro, AEW did he back. just say I got married back in October? Yep. Okay, I, I, okay, yeah. So I just got married back in October, and I nine been months leaving, ago, nine I mean, months ago, and I've been leaving my newlywed wife every single week to go on the road and watch wrestling. Like, really, bro? Like that—that's what I'm talking about, bro. The 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 poor women that marry these freaking ass clowns. Like, I, bro, I I really wonder. Like, when 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 Miss when, when Houseman proposed to Mrs. Houseman. I wonder if Mrs. Houseman, like, honestly and truly understood the 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 mark, the markish depth to the point of I'm going to go out on the road and I'm going to follow wrestling like it's the Grateful Dead. I, I wonder if they really knew the extent of what marks their husbands were. Maybe she didn't, and it's like you theorized last week that maybe she's the one that put the hammer down on this. And now that he's saying, I'm married now, and I'm trying to take it easy, maybe it was the wife that said, hey, uh, quit being a child and run yeah, around exactly. like a kid and stay home like a married adult. Yeah, You know, I, I, I don't know. But you you would think if you're going to take time off because you're newly married, you would do that right away. Not listen, honey. I know we just got married, but look, look we got big events. Russ, I'm not missing WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not seeing punks. Oh my in, God. In AEW, you know. and, and, and bro, that, that freaking cube is, is starting to get so freaking annoying. The bro, the cube belongs on this part of the microphone right here. 
That's where the cube goes. Yeah, it's what, sideways. You can't well, I mean, you turn saying. your head to what, 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 what are you doing, bro? You got your logo right underneath your huge freaking melon, bro. And that we is the worst it. logo ever. A white square with a roof. Like, like, yes, I understand it's supposed to be a wrestling ring that somehow has a roof on the left side of the ring. This is the dumbest, most boringest, bland logo and font combination I've ever seen. Mm. Terrible. I've been hitting up every AEW show and as many WWEs as I can. So uh, I got married back in October. I'm trying to take this year a little bit slower. Yeah, I'm just hitting up a, a couple big shows. And when AEW is back in Chicago, I'll, I'll be sure to be covering those shows as well. Oh, Can't wait. great. That's a load off my mind, bro. Now, now, now that I know Nick Houseman is going to be covering the <laughs> AEW Chicago shows, I'll be able to put my head on that pillow and go to sleep, bro. <laughs> But I, I can't believe it. I've been on the road for three years. He has not been going to every WWE scrum. If he did that, that's one show a month. One weekend a month, he's been on the road for three years. I mean, that's an insult to people that are actually living on the road, working on the road, driving a truck six days a week, you know, sleeping in their truck. Wrestlers that, well, they don't really do it anymore, but the wrestlers that did 300 nights a year, that's being on the road. Bands playing 60 straight nights. That's being on the road. This fool going to a Mark convention uh, every two months is not being on the road. Oh, my God, bro. They just they, they love hearing themselves say that because the boys are on the road. So, yeah, we're on the road, too. Okay. Let's go to a Dave Meltzer tweet sent by Scott Smith and Scott Canty. So David apparently, well, not apparently, he did. He called himself a sports writer in a tweet. And so somebody replied and said, Dave, you haven't been a sports writer for 30 years. So Dave replies, yet the best sports writer of the last 50 years wrote me after Ali's death and said that story showed why I was the best sports reporter in the country. <laughs> we we've heard that story before, bro. He yes, but he's, yes, he had, but he's never said the best yeah. sports reporter in the country. So yeah, uh, of all the sports reporters, the people legit that write for all the big newspapers that go on ESPN, Dave Meltzer is the best. He's better than all of them, according to this one guy. Is Frank something? I remember because the guy passed away, of course. The, you know, just like the Brian Pillman story, this guy's no longer with us. So Dave says things like that. But yeah, one guy says that he's the best sports reporter in the country. And this is what he hangs his hat on to say how great he yeah. is. Well, you know, bro, again, I got to give him I got to give him the benefit of the doubt because I don't know how Meltzer covers UFC. He He may cover UFC, bro, as a total legitimate sport and not get into all the wrestling bullshit that he gets in. But without he, his run-on sentences, I would well, I would find it hard to believe yeah, his writing style is different. If you know? we're talking about wrestling here, he is not a sports reporter. He's a gossip columnist. He's not a sports reporter. But again, I can't talk about his MMA writing because I, I don't follow MMA. All right, well, let's go to some Nick Houseman audio. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff, and he had somebody that works on Dark Side of the Ring on his show, and he asks him about Marty Jannetty. What is it like spending four days with Marty Jannetty? How was that experience? Well, um, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> you know, um, I can't even put it any other way. I mean, he's 
he's funny. Okay. He's funny. He's crass. He's he's wild. Was the, that type of a belly laugh? He's wild. Two you words. Know, he's wild. I can tell by the sound. This is where this look, the look, Ma show. You're real. I'm really getting to learn these people. We've heard that laugh before. It's where he covers his mouth and he gets down like this. You know that laugh? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one, that's what it was. I guarantee it. If we had oh the video, my God, what the no. frick was so funny? He said it was wild. Like you, you would think the response. Oh, I can imagine. I've heard stories. I bet it was wild. That <laughs> like, Unbel- unbelievable, bro. Unreal. Unreal. One more time. Tell me what was so funny, listeners. What is it like spending four days with Marty Janetti? How was that experience? Well, um, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> You know, um, I can't even put it any other way. I mean, he's he's funny. Okay, he's funny. He's crass. What the? <laughs> even the guy, he's like stopping. Like, what the hell's going on here? I didn't even say anything that funny. Like, <laughs> oh my god, bro! These freaking guys, man! I swear, I God, man. Well, Nick Houseman didn't go to the scrum, but somebody from Wrestling Inc did and these are the type of questions they're asking at the scrum listen to this great question that he asked tony storm this was sent in by dan torres hi tony jack farmer with wrestling congratulations on the win today uh as mentioned earlier one of the goals of the outcast was to run a rough shot and take over you've got the championship what specifically is next for the outcast is it getting more gold and more members what what can we expect from you guys starting out um, I think you're just gonna continue to see. Bro, hold on, go back, go back, because <laughs> I, bro, bro, listen, I am so trained now that no matter what the clip is, if Tony Khan's in it, I'm looking at Tony Khan. <laughs> so Jeff, you gotta zero in on Tony Khan, listening to the guy for the question. And I have no idea. This is Tony, who's Tony Storm? Yeah. And then him turning to Tony Storm for the answer. You yeah, like, like, wow, what a question. Yeah, what you got to watch that. Con, yeah. You got to watch Con. We'll play it back. What specifically is next for the outcast? Is it getting more gold and more members? What, what can we expect from you guys starting out? Um, I think that's going to continue to see. <laughs> And, Brody, you notice, you see, bro, I know you too, man. You think I'm crazy with the AI. He's blinking in this shot, bro. (laughs) He's blinking in this shot. This would be like interviewing Jason Alexander after an episode of Seinfeld airs and being like, Jason, great episode tonight. I noticed you ate the snack out of the garbage can. It it was at the top, and it was (laughs) – and, yes. But you, they caught you eating it. Would you do that again in the same situation? I mean, isn't that the same thing? Tony yes. Storm, what's next for you? You won the title. No, she didn't. Bro. It's so weird. Bro, how, how, much, how much would our worlds change? Bro, can you imagine if Tony Khan started dating one of these women? That'd be awesome. Oh, that would, bro. Oh, my God. Would that be tremendous? That would be tremendous, bro. And I would beg. I would write emails, letters to TNT, give them a reality show. Maybe yes. Tony Storm. Then it could be Tony and Tony. 
Tony and Tony. Yeah. Yes. That would yeah, be a hell of a show. Yeah. Well, we've seen Meltzer step out of his lane before he does it with Disco. Definitely does it with Eric Bischoff. And he's doing it again. So these tweets sent in by Greg O'Grady, Corkin Hall, Scott, <laughs> Scott Smith, and Meltzer's Mott. This starts with a Rip Rogers tweet. So Rip Rogers tweets, when Shawn Michaels hits you with his super kick, that's the finish. Right. Unless the boss says so. When the Young Bucks hit you with multiple ones and they're treated as non-factors, they make themselves look weak as hell. Would somebody please explain to the Booker of the Year, please? Well, let, 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 let's look at that for a second, bro, because, bro, there's no difference between a super kick and a punch to the face. So if, if a guy is punching you, if a guy punches you in the face six times and you get up six times, then obviously there was nothing behind that punch to the face. I, I mean, right? I mean, that's that's 1,000% logical. Rip Rogers did not tweet to Dave Meltzer. He decides to jump in, though, because he's the expert. Well, that's the best Iron Man match has ever had that's ever been. Yeah, exactly. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's Dave to the rescue, bro. Need to tell Sean given all the super kicks in the matches he produces that aren't finishes. And while you're at it, the WWE producers, because nobody does more super kicks than the Usos. So he's jumping in to defend Tony Khan, right? Because, because Rip Rogers tell Booker of the year this, no, you need to tell Shawn Michaels this, but, but he's not addressing what, what he's not addressing what Rip Rogers is saying at all. Who, no, it, of course not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I, I've said that a million times about Sean. I've said it on this show a million times, but that doesn't address the situation, bro. No, he's deflecting like he always does. Change the the trajectory. We're we're going to take it away from Tony Khan and the Bucks, and we're going to put it on the Usos and Shawn Michaels. So some moron replies to Meltzer and says, you just ripped Rogers. Good one. Meltzer replies, I didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to, but he what? He made me. But it's 2023 and the game changes. Yeah, bro. (laughs) Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Rip's a great trainer, but what he was learning in 1980 would appall the wrestlers from the 1940s. A huge criticism I have is the ignorance of the evolution of in-ring. Every generation says the next generation doesn't know what they are doing. It's a cycle. Everyone needs to learn that. Dave Meltzer just taught you something that you need to learn because he he is all-powerful and all-knowing. Bro, here's why Dave is an absolute idiot. And I've said this so many times on this show. Bro, do you really believe the generation of the 80s was ripping the ge- the generation of the late 90s, the attitude era? Do you really think those people, you know, the the Tatankas, you know, who, you know, everybody, Ted DiBiase's, the Randy Savages, every, everybody from that ilk, do you really think they were ripping the wrestlers? of the late 90s when they were doing record 
ratings because if you're ripping them when they're doing record ratings, you're an idiot. You're, 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 you're an idiot. So that's why, bro, they didn't rip them because so many people were watching. How many times do I say today, Jeff, bro, if, if, if the numbers were going up, we're wrong. We're wrong, Jeff. If the numbers are going up, yeah, bro, we, we are irrelevant. We don't understand evolution. But the, the, the problem is the numbers are going down. So yeah, bro. So now you got attitude here, a guy saying, yeah, bro, the numbers are going down because this sucks. You, what were the guys, the guys in the eighties were saying, oh yeah, bro, you know, the numbers are going up, but this sucks. No, and what's happened is the fundamentals have changed, and that's the difference. It no longer is trying to be believable, trying to make people wonder, is that really fake? Because that's how it used to be. I heard this is fake. Not this is clearly, obviously fake, because you watch wrestling today. It's clearly, obviously fake. But in the 80s and in the 90s, I heard this was fake. Isn't this fake? Yeah. Because yeah. you could watch it and kind of believe that it's yeah. not, especially yeah. somebody that doesn't know how it works. So that's the difference. That's why people are criticizing today. That's the major factor. Because I'll, I, I can tell you, I read the dirt sheets as a kid in the, eight, er, in the Attitude Era, in the late 90s. There wasn't interviews with old wrestlers saying any of this stuff ever. Right. Like yep. there never was. So where are these people? Where are the wrestlers from the 40s that were bitching about the attitude era? Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. yeah. But that but that's that's what the difference is because they worked so hard to make people believe in their craft and these yes. people don't give a shit and they've thrown it all away. 1000%. All right. It is time for the closer and it's a two part. It's a two clip closer. Special Iron Man matches ever had that's ever been. That so it's a two-part Nick Houseman video clip. Now, we had the great WrestleMania moment with him and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Well, we thought he was done bragging about that. Apparently not. I don't know. He's got a new co-host now that we saw in the other clip. This guy's with him in these clips. I'm not sure who this guy is. But this first one sent in by Gabe Tuff and Chris Mason. We're going back to the WrestleMania moment. They are going to see Blow Your Mind Wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I got it, Jeff. (laughs) I thought, as far as, like, what was it like to be in it? It was awesome. It was really, really cool. Uh, You know, I'm a big Paul Heyman fan. Uh, I've had correspondence over the years informally with Paul to be able to... uh, Hold on, hold on. on. (laughs) So I've had correspondences with Paul in the past informally. So what does that mean? Did, did he did he just out Paul Heyman as being a stooge? It's I mean you've He said info, <laughs> informal yep. conversations, bro. So, and I'm, it, I swear in one of the past clips he said he's never talked to Paul Heyman before. And Paul knew who I was. Remember he was bragging about oh, we, that. We 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 got to see if we can find that. Yeah. yeah. All right, go ahead. What watch th- this guy on the right is eating this up. He's loving this. Going to see Blow Your Mind 
wrestling. Uh, let's see. The, he's the Irishman or something yeah, on the right. Look at him. He's cheesing. I've had correspondence over the years informally with Paul to be able he to. He could be uh, high. He could be high, bro. He, yeah. he could he could have to get high to do this show. Let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I've heard the second clip, so I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt okay. because he's going to start marking out for Houseman. Have him looking at me. All right, we got to rewind because this, oh, this, this, this is bro. ridiculous. This, this is <laughs> formally with Paul to be able to uh, have him looking at me like I love you and you are an insane person and I maybe see a little bit of my young Paul Heyman journalism. Oh my God, bro. No, he did not just say that. Bro. Play that back. I, he he did not just say I, that. I am telling you, the ego on this guy is insane. When you look at people that have egos, a lot of them, you can understand why they've done things. Okay. Other people, you haven't done shit, but I've never seen it at this level where you've completely done nothing and you think you are king shit. This is unreal. I love you and you are an insane person. And I maybe see a little bit of my young Paul Heyman journalism self in you right now. An incredible thing. One thing that I haven't told anybody about that exchange is Roman's going at me a little bit. And uh, I, I kind of, was more focused on Paul because I couldn't get over the look he had on his face. I was kind of just barely taking in what Roman was saying. And as Roman is talking at one point, talking directly to me, I was looking square dead in the eyes, eye to eye with Paul Heyman. And I winked at him. And it go like this. Bro, write the timestamp. I need, I was looking Paul Heyman straight in the eye. And I winked at him. Please write down that time code. Please. That's 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 going to be a treasure here for years to come on the Roadcaster, bro. This is tremendous, Jeff. This is absolutely tremendous. I was looking square dead in the eyes, eye to eye with Paul Heyman. And I winked at him. And it made him go like bro, this. Bro, keep, keep, keep and- this in mind. Keep, keep this in mind, Jeff. Hold on for a second. Bro, they're both dudes. Yeah. All right, bro. This isn't me sitting front row at a Rihanna concert, and I look Rihanna dead in the eye. Bro, these are both grown-ass dudes, bro. Okay? And, 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 and then should, should we go back aw, and talk about the nine month the marriage for I, the last nine months that he's excited about winking at Paul? Bro, if his wife is listening to this clip, can you imagine if his wife stumbles across this free? Bro, if, if this were Amy and for some reason, bro, she's downstairs cleaning and, and this is me saying this and she witnesses this, my wife would lose any respect whatsoever that she ever had for me and she'd probably say why is your logo sideways <laughs> wait go 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 back go back i gotta i gotta hear a wink and there's i'm a young paul Heyman. oh this is great i was looking square dead in the eyes eye to eye with paul Heyman, and i winked at him and it made him go like this and uh then i went back to focusing on roman and i did it because uh, there's this movie field of dreams if, if you've never seen it where the, the kid finally gets to play baseball in the big leagues and he says i always wanted to stare down a professional pitcher and wink at him and he did that and then the guy tried to take his head off with the baseball but it was a moment for me that really was very special to know paul i had paul in the palm of my hand 
and I made him blink. I made him wince. Uh, was really uh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm wait. I'm go. I'm trying to go. I'm going. See now, he 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 sidetracked me because now I'm going back to the field of dreams. Yes, where I finally made it to the big bro. They were playing on a on a, on a cornfield. What 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 is he even talking about? Making the connection with field of dreams. Well, it was when the remember the flashback from when the the kid was younger or whatever. The guy always wanted to make it to the big leagues, and he was going to wink at the pitcher. Right. Yeah, that's but what Vince, he did. He's batting in the big leagues. Nick Houseman is not at working on WrestleMania, he's a, but he's, he, big, he's yeah, in the big leagues. But I go, think, go back again. I I I, yeah, I need this but, again. But he's but that's what I'm thinking. He thinks he's a part of WrestleMania. He made it. No, that, yeah. that 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 he's what he's talking about here, guys, is his I made it moment. Yeah, that's what he's talking about here. Unbelievable dreams. If you've never seen it, where the the kid finally gets to play baseball in the big leagues, and he says, "I always wanted to." stare down a professional pitcher and wink at him. And he did that. And then the guy tried to take his head off with the baseball, but it was a moment for me that really was very special to know Paul. I had Paul in the palm of my hand and I made him blink. Can you imagine, can you imagine Heyman listening to this, bro? Yeah. Yeah. Can you you imagine if somebody, Oh my God, if somebody sent this to Paul Heyman and he's watching this, bro. Uh, was really, Look at this guy's face, Vince. He's he, loving he's this. I think he's more. high. No, tell me more. Oh, wow. Did you really, Nick? Did you? Did no, I think he's high, Jeff. We got another clip. He's not a uh, Very uh, special moment that I'll never forget. No, he's cheesing because we got a, a follow-up going into more of this. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. And, like, watching Paul's face, he was kind of, like, looking at you like he knew what you were doing. And like he was like, oh, the ball's in this guy. And whereas Roman's getting a bit indignant. But Paul- Dude, he's fanboying for Nick Houseman. Yeah, and look at, look at Houseman's face. Look at the grin on he's, his he's face like, like the like, Cheshire cat. Look. Yep. And like watching Paul's face. He was kind of like looking at you like he knew what you were doing. And like he was like, oh, the ball's in this guy. And whereas Roman's getting a bit he's indignant. Cheating. But Paul's got that slight <laughs> admiration. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of a funny kind of back and forth. And then. Bro, he's. Hold on, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go back. He's blushing. No. You're missing it. Bro, he's jerking off now. <laughs> I saw his arm. He's I wasn't jerking off. He, bro, he's playing with himself. Watch. That is a face that would kind of go with what, that. What, watch his hands. Watch his hands. Go. He knew what you were doing. And he was like, oh, the ball's in this guy. Whereas Roman's getting a bit indignant. <laughs> like, oh, you want to see the balls on this guy? Watch, <laughs> watch. Slight admiration. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of a funny. Bro, he's, uh, he's stroking himself there. Look. He's, bro, <laughs> he's going bro, like he's this. He's doing this. Bro, what he's is doing he this. doing? He's doing this? No, bro, he's doing this. The balls Holy on this guy. Shit, we I caught do, him jerking have... off on camera, bro. <laughs> I do have balls. I'll bring them out right now. Yeah. And, Look, look! He's blushing, man. He is blushing. I loved how that this guy's marking out for him. He didn't beat around the bush. Like he's got an uh, uh, he's got balls. What was the question? There's rumors you're being sold. That's not balls. That's what someone should ask. And he's, he's so proud that he asked that question. And this guy's, I can't believe he asked that question. <laughs> well, if you can't, if people can't believe he asked those questions, those people should not be involved in this because those are the questions you right. should be asking. Right. Back and forth, and then look at him, bro. I he's so proud. Of I asked the question. I did. He didn't beat around the bush. Like he's got an, a, a persona of causing trouble at press conferences, and the fact that 
maybe within the WWE sphere, like in the locker room, they're like, oh, Nick Housen, he's a funny guy. He was the one who caused trouble at Broadway. Oh, and maybe man, Brody, talking that, about man. Nick Housen in the WWF locker room, bro. And he, I swear, like, I'm trying to, the ref, the face he's making, like, he's, He's trying. He's so happy that this guy recognizes this, and yet it all talks about me in the locker room. I know. He's a funny guy. He was the one who caused trouble at Brawl. Maybe rightly or wrongly, and obviously that's incorrect. Um, but it was just like that's kind of like a feather in your cap as such as a journalist that you have that. Uh, people have that awareness, and like the fact that Triple H then had to go out of his way before he. This first thing he did is like, "You, I have to address this now. We're not talking about it." Well, and the way Hunter handled yeah. it, and I, I give Hunter a lot of credit here. You know, I think Tony Khan could probably learn from the way Hunter handled something like this, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, you know, I'm here to ask the questions I'm going to ask. You ain't going to the next scrum, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to keep uh, taking it easy this year when Tony hears that comment. From the way Hunter handled something like this, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Is, you know, I'm here to ask the questions I'm going to ask. You're here to answer the questions how you want to answer them. If I ask a question that you don't particularly like or want to, but I ask it in a respectful way, you can respectfully tell me that you don't have a comment on it and move on. That is 100% okay. You don't need to sit here and tell me how many tickets you sold, how many pay-per-views you moved, what the gate was, who's coming up on Dynamite. You don't need to force that all into your no comment. You could just say, no, I don't want to comment on that. That is a huge shot at Tony Khan right yeah. there. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about... Dynamite, he does that all the time. I mean, that's what he did with Ariel Hawani that pissed Hawani off so much. Yeah, yeah. That is a direct – if Tony Khan hears this, oh, I am telling done. you. yeah, He's done. He's if Houseman's at the next scrum, Khan has no idea that he said any of this. Yeah. That, and then and then move on. And I thought he did it great. It was funny, and it was wonderful. I know it was it was brilliant. I like it was kind of after time. I was like, oh, wonderful on, and brilliant. <laughs> yes, wonderful well, but and brilliant. Well, look at look at us. Well, well. <laughs> let's let me see the well again, bro. Okay. He's so dramatic. It's embarrassing. It's great. And it was funny and it was wonderful. I know it was it was brilliant. I like it was kind of after time. I was like, fucking go on, Nick. Fucking fair play, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, but and and in, in a sense, yeah. I was rewarded for yeah. asking a harder question. Right? I got I got to double dip. I got to ask. Uh, I got to ask it again, and so. You know, again, it is so easy in this business to live in fear. Bro, can you I'm imagine, bro? Can you imagine? Can you imagine, bro? Sports, right? Like in any sport, bro. Professional hockey sports writers. Could you imagine them sitting around in around the table, bro? And they're putting over that they asked a question at a press conference. Can you? That's what he's doing, bro. He is putting over that he asked a question at a Fox wrestling press conference, bro. That's what he's putting over here. And I winked at Jim Leyland, and I saw his cigarette fell out of his hand. Yeah, I had oh, his, yeah, man. My hand he went and, like this. Yeah. Went like this. Yeah. <laughs> it is. He, I mean, seriously, bragging. It's it's embarrassing. I'm going to upset somebody, and look, yeah. you can't. Uh, I, I want to rewind it, because in this business, it's so hard to be scared. I got to is, ask but... it again. And so, you know, again, it is so easy in this business to live in fear and think I'm going to upset somebody. And look, yeah. you can't. I'll tell you firsthand, right? But it is it is way overblown, right? And in, in my opinion, because right. if you're yeah. creating attention, 
and people are talking about it, you're creating attention on that event. You're creating attention on those people. And that's your job. Your job is to create things that people are talking about and are interested in. And that's why I like going. No, it's not. Who, 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 who's talking about Nick Houseman X, the question at a fake press conference? Your job is not to create things that people want to talk about. Your job is to relay the information of the stuff they already want to talk about. The wrestling event. They don't want to talk about you. They want to talk about Roman Reigns. They don't want to talk about Adam Schefter. They want to talk about Lamar Jackson. He's talking about making the news. No, bro, you report the news. That's bro, what Irish do. Irish Jack here is full in love with uh, Nick Houseman. Yes, I told you. Yeah. I yeah. told you. But yeah, your job as a journalist is not to create things that people want to talk about. The stuff's already there. You relay the information. Right. You report. Your the job stuff. is to report the news. Oh my god! And people are talking. This one thing they think they're the stars. Yeah. Opinion because if you're creating attention and people are talking about it, you're creating attention on that event. You're creating attention on those people, and that's your job. Your job is to create things that people are talking about and are interested in. And that's why I like going in and asking about heavier things and real things, the things that we're all actually mm. talking about when we when we leave the arena. This guy is so I swear that he for somebody that's done absolutely nothing. And look, I'm not saying I've done anything. That's where people always get mixed up. No, but I'm not out here saying I've done. No, you're not, you're, right? you're, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not pretending. Like yeah, I don't go yeah. out there and say, oh, right. yeah, you know, I I threw that clip at Vince. The look I had Vince in the palm of my hands when I played him that Nick House in the clip, and he looked at me and he said, "I see bro, you, Vince Russo, bro, in you, bro." That would be that's a great idea for a show. You find an Irishman like maybe Scott, Scott, find find somebody like that and do that. Yeah, bro, Vince wasn't waiting for that clip, man, and I I knew I had him the minute I, I looked in his eye, and he went like, "Oh, that would be such a great show, bro." Like the, the title of the show would be called uh, "The The Show Behind Vince's Back." Oh, bro, that would be tremendous, man. That would be true. Oh my God, this guy. Man, I bro, I swear to God, people think I'm kidding. I I really feel sorry for the spouses. Like, what 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 did you get yourself into with these people? Unless they're marks themselves and they understand, um, you know, who knows? I hope, I hope not, man. All right, Jeff, what is going on in your world? Well, if you guys would like to submit to this show, you do so to me, and the only place I take submissions is to Jeff Lane's email at Gmail. Com. If you submit audio and video, please make them MP3, MP4 formats around 30 seconds to a minute. If you submit a tweet, please include both a link and a screenshot. Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. And guys, please remember, man, there's plenty more where this came from over at patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. You will see full, full Nick Houseman shows, bro. An additional castrating the Mark show where you could you could castrate marks with us. Check it out, bro. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. That is it, everybody. I am winking you in the eye right now, and I hope you're at home all going like, uh, oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us.